0: Welcome to Restaurant Influencers powered by Entrepreneur Magazine and Yelp. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali Barbecue Media. Today's episode is presented by Toast, our primary technology partner. If you are a restaurant and you are looking to become a digital restaurant, Toast is the solution. You can DM me. I will teach you more about what Toast has done for our restaurant. But what we do in this podcast is we teach other business owners, other restaurant owners, other people in the hospitality space, how to use their smartphone to start telling their stories. So many times in life as business owners, we want someone else to tell our story. We have never lived in a day and age where you can tell your own story. And we learn through lessons and stories. Today's guest is Chef Brandon Dearden. It's at Chef authorized on TikTok. He has almost a half a million followers on TikTok. He has close to 5 million likes on TikTok. This is a TikTok masterclass. Chef authorized. Chef Brandon, what's up? Hey, man. What's up? Thanks for having me. A pleasure, man. I uh, love what you're doing on TikTok. love what you're doing on all your channels. But specifically, we're going to lean into TikTok. But before we get into that, um, where's your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Where in the world?
1: Hmm. You know, that's a hard one. I'm going to have to say... I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but back in Washington, DC, the Redskins, wherever the Redskins play, um, you know, it was my first time going to a football game when I was a young kid. And it's just, I always have that memory of being in that stadium for the first time. And I, I don't know if they changed it by now, but I'm not sure, but it's wherever the Redskins play football
0: back in right. uh, Northern Virginia. Well, we'll go with the Washington football team. I believe it's yeah. still FedEx, but it might not be. But let's let's yeah. pretend uh, that I convince Washington them. football. Yeah, Let, let's pretend that <laughs> it's entrepreneur and Yelp to throw a, a badass hospitality conference um, at that stadium. We fill the stadium with like-minded people, people like you that are listening to this podcast, people that want to learn. And I put you center field, center stage, fifty-yard line. I give you the mic. I say two minutes. You got 60 seconds plus 120 seconds to tell your story. Can you do it? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it.
1: Okay. So basically, um, I knew I wanted to be a chef when I was 16 years old. Right. So basically, I told my father I wanted to be a chef when I was 16 years old. I started working in the restaurant right away. Um, I didn't start out cooking, but I started out sweeping the floor, doing busboy things. And my father was a manager slash bartender, and I would see him on the weekends. That's how I um, started in the restaurant business. And I was so intrigued by the cooks just, you know, basically screaming at each other, the fire, the, you know, the anger, the everything. It was like a show. And I was hooked ever since I started. Ever since I stepped foot in the restaurant, that was my favorite part of the restaurant. And so, basically, from there, I actually knew I needed to get better. So I started um, working at a corporate restaurant, Macaroni Grill. And then um, from there, I moved to my uh, moved to Florida. And I knew knew I needed to further my education. So I actually went to culinary school. Now this was years ago. I wouldn't suggest this now, but I actually went to culinary schools. I got a dual associates, culinary and baking, and also uh, culinary and international baking and pastry. From there, I did an externship at the Breakers Resort for about four to five years. Then I moved down to Cafe Belude. and I knew I needed to expand the horizon. So we actually ended up moving to Las Vegas and I ended up working with the Wolfgang Puck Group. I'm sorry, Oriel first. And then I went to Alinea Chicago back to Las Vegas to work with the Wolfgang Puck Group at Spago. Then from there, I got tapped on my shoulder to go to Los Angeles. And I went to Los Angeles to work, to be the chef de cuisine at Hotel Belair. Here was a, you know, it was such a good place to work. I mean, I I literally, I was responsible for so many things. It opened my eyes to just being in control of the whole operation. You know, then from there, I kind of outgrew my position. There was nowhere else for me to move within the puck group. So I actually went to join the Saison group to work on their new, two new concepts, the angler concepts. Then from there, it didn't really work out. Um, Unfortunately, they wanted me to relocate to San Francisco. I I wanted to stay in Los Angeles. So we ended up separating ways. But I think it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And the reason I say that is because, um, you know, it actually gave me a second. I was able to take a couple months. My child was able to be born. And what was really cool is I was able to take a break, right, a break from the grind and reevaluate what I actually wanted to do. So fast forward, I am. I actually currently work in Silicon Valley and I work for a tech company out here. I'm the executive chef. And it kind of changed my perception on the restaurant industry in general because here I'm not going for profit, which I think is such a, it's such a key proponent in chef's lives, right? Like we are strapped to the, to the damn stove. Right. And like, the thing is, is like, I don't think I would ever go back to being somebody else's executive chef. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I worked so hard to get to uh, executive chef. And then once I got that position, it's kind of like I, I was, wasn't was happy anymore. You know what and I mean? And
0: connected. Uh,
1: yeah. And then that's anyway. So like just to summarize everything. Basically, when COVID hit, I decided to go all in on my personal brand and social media while currently work, working my super, my my job, right? Like not really looking to make money, but just building my own personal brand. And literally, if it wasn't for Gary Vee, I wouldn't have posted on TikTok. Like, it, seriously, like I, 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 you know, like I just started to go all in on social media, right? Like just all in, put all the chips in the basket, post every day, uh, refine my technique, you know, just really, really just put the effort and it's starting it to pay off. I really think that if you're a chef nowadays, I think it's really important to start building your own, your own personal brand, especially on the internet. There's so much money to be made. It's
0: ridiculous. And that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So Chef authorized when we've got a lot of uh, people that are business owners, restaurant owners, we talk about social media all the time, digital media, storytelling. Um, ultimately yeah. when you get down to it, it's really storytelling, audio, video, written word, and images. It really doesn't sure. matter the platform, but the platform that we're talking about right now is TikTok. Why TikTok? Yeah. Someone's listening to this. So what, yeah. what so, has inspired you to, to go all in?
1: Well, let's let's be honest. You can one video, one 15 to 30 second video can change your life. And I think that's what's really important to note is like TikTok is crushing the world right now as far as social media apps, but also taking consideration it could be gone in you know a month, two months, like like that, just like MySpace, just like yep. Facebook. Like, I don't yeah. care what anybody says, you can tell me you, you can tell me whatever you want about Facebook, but the younger generation is not on Facebook. Okay. Right. If they're if they're below 24, it's not happening. Like yeah. seriously, like I have literally stopped posting on Facebook, like whatever. I have left over on Instagram gets, you know, just falls in that category, but TikTok is where it's at right now. The organic growth is unreal. You don't have to, and this is the thing, the audio doesn't have to be mastered. The video doesn't have to be edited. All you have to do is point and shoot with your phone. And I think this is really important. I've seen, yes, I've only seen a small handful of creators blow up on TikTok as far as the food scene is um, considered. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is whether you have, once you get down to, once you get to a thousand followers, you know, and you can go live. And then once you get to 10K followers, you can start creating uh, an income. And I think this is really important to know. Whereas Instagram, good luck. It's very (laughs) difficult. It's very difficult to grow on Instagram, but TikTok, it is not hard to grow. It takes a lot of work to build that community. But um, I think if you're new, if you're a new cook, uh, if you're new into the restaurant industry, I hate to tell you this, you're not going to make that much money, right? And if you can offset your income to be able to work the job that you want, by posting on social media, then I would highly recommend that because there's companies out here that are paying $250, $300 for post. Or when you get to my level, over a thousand a post. you know what I mean? When you get to a million followers, you know, it's five to 10 K a post. And I think this is really important because, um, you know, the older generation just doesn't see it in social media. Right. Uh, but for the newer generation, don't even waste time, start creating content.
0: Yeah, that's incredible advice. Our, our ongoing thesis that it's quantity, speed, consistency will get to the quality. You know, part of the biggest struggle that I have talking to business owners and restaurant owners specifically about posting content, video specific content is it's getting out of our own way. You know, it took me a long time to go into selfie mode and to start actually talking to my smartphone and then publishing that content. What is your recipe for success?
1: Honestly, I, I um, took a snapshot of my whole content flow and basically what bogs me down, and I'll be honest, um, I am not a videographer. I'm not a cinematographer. Now, if you look at my content, you can tell that, okay, the video, the quality is really good, but you know, it's not the best. But uh, what, I, what I did was I took my whole content schedule and I broke down what, where my, just like it was a restaurant, right? Where's my weak point? Okay, yeah. great. That's editing for me. It takes me four to six hours on average to edit a TikTok. I literally hopped on final cut pro put the footage in there set my timer and i did this 10 to 20 10 to 15 times and it literally takes me an average of four to six hours so what do i do i'm like okay i'm i love creating the content i don't like editing that's why it takes me so long and so i outsourced my editing with um you know uh, overseas editors and you know it literally changed the game for me if you notice i post a video pretty much anywhere from six to ten videos a week um, you know, and not all of them are just food. You know, some of them are just personality. It's really some, some, some videos are like 10%. I, I create just for the virality of it. I know they're going to perform well. Some I create just for my community, and then some I create for the younger generation. And, um, you know, I think this is really important for, uh, for any content creators. Don't worry about what the next man is doing or the next girl or the next gal is doing or the next restaurant. You need to focus on yourself. So many people get wrapped up in what other people are doing where they completely, it really shuts them down on their creativity. And then some people think, oh, I don't have a personality. I don't have this. Listen, you have good content. People want to see it. Trust me. There is 6 billion people on the TikTok app. Trust me when I tell you, I literally watched a live video of somebody peeling an egg Okay. Peeling the egg where it left the membrane on, like, seriously, I yeah. set up this, I set up a lamp yesterday in my background. Um, I went, I just went live on TikTok. set up my lamp. I said, Hey, setting up a lamp. 15 K 15, no, 1500 people hopped
0: on to watch me set up a freaking lamp. Okay. 1500 people. Hopefully you guys heard that. 1500. Have you ever had 1500 people show up in line at your restaurant? No, no. <laughs> but what, 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 what I'm saying is like, okay, like, okay, well, the thing is, is I, I do
1: have a partnership with TikTok on going live. I'm one of their live creators. So they, I'm sure they push some stuff, push some people to my page. But like what I'm saying is like they're like for me, good example. For me, I don't really consume that much content. I only consume content for like what I'm looking to do for the future and making sure I'm within the know. But like a good example is I would never hop on somebody's live to watch them build a light lamp, right? I think that's (laughs) such a waste of time, right? But it's not about me anymore. And that's why I, and and hear me when I tell you, like the live streaming in general, Twitch, uh, TikTok live, Instagram live, this is coming more popular. Like everybody and their mama asked me when I can, like if I can do create a show, like, hey, can you just go live cooking every day? People love to create to interact with the creator in the moment. They think it's awesome. They think
0: people are like celebrities. Are you going to come up with a schedule for your live?
1: Yeah, I'm working on it. It's just like, I like the freedom. You know what I'm saying? I like the freedom of, um, you know, being able to post whenever I want, being able to, you know, uh, do what I want when I want, right? Because I'm still, I still have to work. I still work, you know, 50 hours a week as a chef. And I have no control over that, and so basically, the outside of that, I like to control my environment. So I don't want to commit to doing something that um, you know, like a good example is like a lot of creators say, "Hey, I go live every day at seven PM, right?" Yeah. That's that is what I need to do, but I'm going to start out with one day a week, and uh, that's I'm actually going to launch that pretty soon here. Sweet. But um, but a lot of a lot of chefs, I, I try to tell I try to tell my chef friends if you just put a GoPro in the kitchen, just put a GoPro in the kitchen and go live on Twitch, you could definitely create a source of income, right? Because service is every day. And I think a lot of chefs are missing out. Now, I know that people will be genuinely interested in what goes on in a restaurant. It'd be awesome to, to live stream and, you know, Hey, it's another source of income. I'm telling you, like people don't understand people pay four or five bucks a month for a subscription base, uh, you know, to see what's going on, you know?
0: 100%. Yeah, we're thinking about ways we're building a master smokehouse and we want to have live streaming cameras for when we're putting meats on the smokers and pulling them. Yeah. Out. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, the the opportunity is endless and we're just the reason why we're doing this podcast, the reason why we reached out to you is like these this is the time. It's not it's not like you can't miss the time. If you're listening to this podcast, it's stay curious. You're listening to this, but get involved. You know, yeah. get involved and start failing you know, the more that you start failing, the more that you start posting, the more you start learning. Um, one of the things I love your breaking bread podcast. So shout out to oh. your podcast uh, If you guys are listening, we'll put links in the show notes. So you can check out a uh, chef's podcast, breaking bread, but you were talking to another creator about uh, duets, specifically yeah. creating duets and why duets was not the road that you wanted to go, even though you started to gain a lot of followers. Can you comment on that?
1: Yeah, sure. I'll be honest. So the, the, how I got my lift off my buyer, my, my first couple of videos that went by, and I gotta be honest, I posted 60 TikToks in a row, 40 TikToks in a row and zero, I didn't even break 600 followers. Right. I was going to give up. This was going to be my time. I was like, I'm not, this is ridiculous. And then I'm like, you
0: know, how many days did it take you to do that?
1: So it was 40, 40 TikToks, 40 days. I went a month and 10 days because I, you know, and I was, I posted every day. I edited, I posted, I just did, I did the best I could. And then the day I was going to give up, I was like, well, let me just at least get a TikTok. Let me try something new because I remember Gary Vee saying you need to change it up. And so I did the duet video in my chef jacket, okay, in a bathroom, no lighting, selfie cam, smudged camera, okay, and, and I was kneeling down and I did a duet video on an au steak and the video goes viral. It absolutely goes viral. And I couldn't believe it after I spent all that time editing and and like, you know, making sure everything was perfect. But what I realized is it's not up to me. It's up to the consumer. You know what I'm saying? And just to get back to the point, like um, the reason why I stopped doing the duets is yes, I, I still do them, but I do them with positive reinforcement. And the reason is, is because my following, I gained a lot of negative followers that kind of wanted me to be like Gordon Ramsay and, you know, just crush people's soul. And I, am a firm believer like you know i would much rather build a community of positive reinforcement and you know criticism is okay but like in all honesty i'm not going to crush some home cook that is just you know that did some technique wrong because i'll be honest whatever you decide to do in your own house for your family is up to you there's yeah. a big difference between being a chef in a professional kitchen and being a home cook at an elite level right let's just put it that way and so i just stopped doing the duets because of the negativity that i was getting but i think i'm out of that stage but yeah, I would do chef authorized duets like back to back to back to back, and um, people didn't like that I was just so positive, right? And um, and I'm like, listen, I'm not going to change that because I don't want to discourage anybody from cooking, but at the same time, uh, you know, this is coming from the young cook that learned so many bad habits working at you know the the restaurant my father worked at where. I would ask specific questions like hey how do you do this and i was learning how i was it was my first year in the kitchen becoming a chef and i learned so many horrible bad habits and i learned the hard way of going into a real kitchen with real chefs that graduated from cia you know, and that were very ego driven. And they were like, who the fuck? Oh, can I curse? Sorry. They were like, who the fuck taught you this?
0: <laughs> you can't they were like, the this door not run into curse words.
1: They were like, who taught you this? You need to stop everything you're doing. And I'm like, man, I asked so many questions. Like I asked, and so that's why it's important for me to set the record straight. Like, hey, you know, a good example is I just duetted a, a guy with a Chipotle video. Yep. And I came across it and I saw how he was cutting. And I'm like, hey, listen, this is not your fault. But I want to show you the correct way to do that task. Because if you want to have a long, fruitful career, you know, this is this needs to happen. And I think some people get a little butthurt about it. But also, I think what's really important is somebody needs to so many people are scared to tell it how it is nowadays. And, you know, because yeah. they don't want that feedback. They don't want people to be Everybody's sensitive. Let's put it, that, you know, let's, let's keep it real. And unfortunately, um, you know, I am so confident in my skills of being a chef. I could walk into any restaurant. I feel hundred percent confident, whether it's a brunch space, breakfast space, um, you know, it is a fine dining Michelin rated restaurant. I can walk into that restaurant and be able to wrap my head around the operations within, you know, a few days, a week, you know, and then put us on a plant or track for success. Right. Like I, that's how confident I am in my, my ability. Now I also tell chefs and sorry, I'm not going on a, um, a rant here, but I also tell people on my page, like, hey, listen, I'm not trying to give you real estate or crypto advice over here. This is a chef channel. Like, you're not yeah. going to hurt my feelings. Like, I'm not going to hop on here and give you advice on how to, you know, clean a horse stable, right? I've never, you know, I've ridden a horse twice yeah. in my life. But I think that's important to note. Like, I think people need to stay in their lane. Don't just go for a viral video to go for a viral video, right? Have a, um, have a strategy for your page. And I think what's really important is building that community, that will be commenting liking sharing on your page sure
0: yeah uh one of the things we love talking about is is mentorship um it's so important you know as for me for 13 years running our restaurant i think one of the things i failed at was not reaching out to ask for help um, early on and now i'm starting to do that much more with podcasting with creating media content with scaling our restaurant brand who's your mentor and what what lesson did they teach you
1: yeah, honestly, you know what? It's crazy. So, you're talking about chef mentors or content creation mentors? Content creation. Yeah. So, that dude can cook. That yeah. dude, Sonny. Sonny, mm-hmm. um, you know, he has like four mil on TikTok, you know, almost a mil on YouTube. That you know, he put, he, yeah, yeah, he put, he put some, he put shit in perspective for me. <laughs> then, another one of, and I'll consider him a mentor is uh, Woodfire Whiskey as far as uh, filming and media. And then another, um, film videographer cinematographer is uh, philip lemoyne i will shout them out all the time and they really help me with streamlining my video and editing and okay. um and and, the re- and let me just give you a, a good example um, i am not good at it <laughs> like and i don't claim to be a lot of people say hey what's your setup what do you what gear do you use <laughs> and i'm like listen and I'm, I'm i shut it down i'm like i will show you my camera setup but do not take my advice. I want you to go to this page who is a professional videographer, a professional cinema- cinematographer. I'm a chef. I am not a videographer and I don't claim to be. I just know that you want to increase the quality of your content over time. And that's exactly what my goal was, and that's exactly what happened. I went from shooting with the iPhone, and now I'm shooting with you know in 4K with uh, you know pro editing. But uh, needless to say, I really looked up to these guys for videography and cinematography. One good example of that is, is, I used to just focus so much on the cooking where I would just click record and record for a half an hour. And then I would take that 30 minutes of recording and chop it down and, and edit it. And it would take so long. What I realized is that that's a big no, no, that's a waste of time. And what I saw when Marco and I did a collab and he was, giving, he was giving me his workflow down, he just shoots the scene. It's five seconds of like, instead of like me filming, cutting the whole onion, he'll film three to five seconds of a, a really good chop, chop, yeah. right? And then cut. And then he'll go to the, he'll finish his prep, go to the next scene. And this really put things in perspective for me. It's the reason why I'm able to do five to 10 videos at like in one shot, one three to four hour window. So- those are two of my video, uh, sorry, three of my top mentors for um, uh, social media and TikTok, but oh, I'm sorry. The Duke Can Cook was more of giving me advice on content creation. When we first collabed, you know, he still had, he was big in TikTok, verified, uh, you know, 4 million followers. I only had like 200 K at that time, but I was asking him like, hey, what does what the future look like for food? And he gave me two pieces of advice that really stuck with me. And I'm telling you, it was a game changer. One of them I'll share, is keep your content clean, keep it clean because these big corporations that do these sponsorship deals they want family friendly content, right? Um, a good example of that, and I didn't really think about it, but I was cursing a lot, and um, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah, you know, I was just you know, chef chef princess, you yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and so then he was like, hey, like you know, you need to you need to be very um, uh, adult like, you know, and. That's the problem that I see with younger creators. And he gave me two examples. A good one is like, uh, you know, the guy on TikTok who does pasta bitch, you know, okay. he's, you know, six, seven, he almost has 10 million followers, but guess what? Zero sponsor. So I don't know how he's making money, but like, it's because you have to be the content that, that, that brand wants. And so uh, totally, totally took that um, advice because, you know, it really helped me out. Now I have brands constantly reaching out to me, you know, whether it's uh, cooking utensils, big brands for, um, you know anything having to do with cooking trust me spices it's it's all happening right i am kind of waiting on the sidelines for the bigger ones like Breville, william sonoma Surlatab. like i want these deals that are uh,
0: so when they're listening to this they can reach out to you
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like my my favorite sponsorship deal to date is a uh, uh, i work with this company called uh, granda it's a chef app and it's so awesome for me because I was a I was a yearly subscriber to this app before okay. the the, I don't know if it's the CEO, but before the one of their people reached out to me. And I was so excited. I was so giddy because this is my world, right? The chef, the chef world okay. is my world. And to be to have a, a sponsorship with them is just amazing. I mean, I, I still put like, I, we are still continuing our partnership. It's probably my favorite one, hands down.
0: Well, and, I, uh, I'd love for you to talk more. Tell me more about the app, because I think it's so important yeah. for content creators, for people that are in the restaurant business to understand that there's never sure. a time where you can start to create content about things you already love. Like, yes. literally, you already love these technologies. Yeah. That's why I'm partners with Toast. We have Toast in our restaurant. I create content yeah. with them. But tell me about this app. What, what do they do? So What's so basically, the
1: app is called, yeah, the app is called um, Branda and basically it's like a culinary encyclopedia and there is chefs from all over the world that have uploaded their techniques and video instructions for in recipes for these techniques and I think that's so cool because I grew up in a time where you had to look in a book there wasn't the internet okay you know just as I know if you were a chef and you needed to learn how to make a a Bernays but you wanted to make it modern you couldn't surf the web you had to like figure it out and now you have this app of the encyclopedia of awesome techniques, like super modern techniques. And you have a connection with chefs around the world. And it is only, I think it's still only $55 a year, which breaks down to a cup of coffee. And it's the value is so worth it. I got the app. I was looking to make a dish for a party and I was like, you know what, let me do something avant-garde, you know? And I, and I avant garde means like forward thinking. And um, and I I hop on this app and there's just so many different masterclasses of Michelin level techniques. And I know this sounds like a free plug, but I, I truly think it's worth it, if, even if you're a chef or a cook, to, to download this app and just go through the library because it just constantly keeps updating. And the chefs have the opportunity to post on this profile and network with other chefs, real chefs right? Yeah. It's not like, it's not like culinary school. These are chefs that are actually in restaurants in Spain, in Europe, in Germany, in France, you know, and it's, and it's absolutely amazing. And I think it's so worth it.
0: Go well, uh, ad- Put a link in the bio. Um, in yeah. The for, for, for us, it's so important. Literally, it's back to lessons and stories. You know, once yeah. you start sharing your story, Your story is powerful. If you're listening to this, you have a restaurant, you're in the restaurant business, you're in the hospitality business, you care about your village, you care about your community. There's things, decisions that you've made about your vendor partners that you've brought them in. They are part of your story. And the better you get at telling their story, there's another chef that's going to be listening to this that's going to go, I've never heard of that app. And then they, you know, all of a sudden this huge unlock for them. The same thing yeah. when somebody contacts me on TikTok or on LinkedIn and go, hey, I saw your content about toast. I'm thinking about switching over. Can you tell me more? Like, those are the reasons why storytelling is so important. It's so yeah. important in this day and age. Is there any failures that you, that you can relate to or that you can share, uh, especially on the content side that you uh, teach sure. other chefs about with, specifically with TikTok?
1: Yeah. So, you know, definitely, look, I think failing is more important than having a viral video. Right? Yeah. Seriously, I think I'm think i I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I like the failure, you know why? Because it's all me. I can't point a finger at anybody else. And listen, I make some videos that tank. I make some videos where people are like, what the hell? I make videos that TikTok decides to take down for no reason, right? But the thing is, is you learn from those failures, you do. And all I'm saying is uh, the biggest thing you have to do and this is for everybody that's creating content out there, who cares what other people think? Just post it. And I know that a lot of people think like, here's a good example. For me, I posted a video that went viral and it was calling out a big time. I think um, this was really important. Actually, it was, it was me breaking down a salmon and explaining to, uh, to the TikTok world, like, cause I was frustrated that there are big time creators that have zero credentials as being a chef, but they, they want to, show how okay this is how you break down a salmon to make salmon sushi and they completely do it wrong and i have a problem with this like listen you have x amount of followers and you 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 are influencing people like if you don't know how to cut a salmon don't do it don't say you're teaching it right instead just say hey we're going to make a sushi pizza today or we're going to make a sushi this today using salmon don't say this is how this is how you're going to break down salmon and completely I mean literally murdered the fish I don't even know how he got portions out of it but anyway like I made a video on this and in some in some ways it was a mistake I think it was a failure because uh you know the video currently had you know sitting in like I think I don't know four plus million views soup I gained so many followers but here's the thing the followers that I got from that viral video weren't in it for me as Chef Authorized. They were in it to be negative and nasty. And and it was like the following I didn't want, right? And I literally went from 40,000 one one day to next day 160,000 followers. And a a good percentage of those were not good followers. And Mm -hmm. so I think that in my eyes, that was a failure. In other people's eyes, they don't think it's a failure. They think it's a success because it's part of a growth strategy that you use on TikTok. And I'm like, no, you know what? I kind of disagree with that. And matter of fact, I think I'm, I would probably want to take that video down, but I didn't because it was, it always reminds me of that lesson. But here's the thing. After a month, people forget about it. Like, right. that's just, like, like, that's what happens. People forget about it, they move on. Um, another failure is you need to have respect for your workplace. Um, do you know what I'm saying? A lot of people are posting at work and then they get upset when they get fired, Okay. And here's, I'll just use, I'll just use my example. I posted a video at work, uh, you know, I work for a a very high profile tech company. So, you know, our, our social media rule is pretty clear, like, you know, no, no filming on, on site, you know, and you can take pictures of the food, but you can't really like, it's just very tricky. So I don't want to give up my bread and butter, but I posted an omelet video out of, you know, emotion that went viral. Right. Like, and, um, one of my higher ups noticed and they told me to delete the, you know, they were like, Hey, just take it down, you know, like take it down right away. And I didn't even blink. I took it down right away, even though, even though it was back to back viral, like seriously, like climbing, you know, eight plus million views. And I took it down immediately. You know why? Because it's not worth it. You need to have respect for your workplace. And I think that was a good learning lesson for me to realize, like, listen, if I showed everybody where I worked, if I showed everybody, like if I did a day in the life of an executive chef, dude, I know it'd be a good series, but Here's sure. the thing. I need to also, you You also need to have respect for your workplace, whether you're a chef or you're an employee of that workplace, like have respect for their regulations and their rules. And this was a good learning lesson for me because I failed miserably at that. But I mean, obviously I've been there a long time and it wasn't like that big of a deal because it was just a piece of their property that was in the video. Yep. And that's, that's what you have to be, um, conscious about right because a lot of people think it's okay to just whip out their phone and film things that certain things that happen like on site you know and uh, then they end up getting canned for it because corporate comes down and it's like they, yep. they get upset and then they make another video about that yep. and it's like listen you got to play by the rules if you want to be an employee you know that's the bottom line it's not your business so
0: respect the workplace that's a huge yep. lesson I hope uh, people are listening especially with how fast things are changing and how easy it is. I mean, yeah. You tell people all the time that you're your own media company, but you know that's coming from an owner perspective. You know, but from don't you
1: don't you agree? There's a lot of this younger generation. They just don't. They don't care. No. They will. Correct. They will. Correct. They will point and shoot, and they'll they'll reap the repercussions. But I strongly urge them not to because that will ruin your next couple of jobs. Right. You know what I mean. And Correct. the thing is, is and I also <clears throat> just want to note that <clears throat> if you're a younger creator out there and you do this and uh, you go viral and you gain a following, it's not gonna get you that far. Yeah. And let me tell you why, because sponsors are not gonna wanna work with you. Uh, and <laughs> I've seen it happen so many times where this is the reason why people go viral and they get a huge following, but um, you know, that following is not gonna turn into dollars.
0: Correct. Right, not into a sustainable business. Yeah, like there was- When you get down to it, you're talking about learning the craft. You know, it's learning the craft. And today yeah. it's TikTok. It might be something different later, but you're doing, you're sharing your story. You know, yeah. in your authentic voice, you're sharing your story on multiple platforms. TikTok's just blowing up right now. But five yeah. years from now, it might be something different. And you need to have sustainable community of people that support Chef Authors. Whatever Chef Brandon's doing, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in because he's teaching me how to be a better. Yeah,
1: yeah, like in all honesty, I'm dabbling in uh, like NFTs. Like I haven't started yet, but I want to figure out how we can create. And don't nobody, don't nobody take this. But I, I think eventually, you know, sh- I don't know if you're familiar with NFTs, but I think eventually recipes, like chefs' recipes, are going to be sold yeah. as N- NFTs, right? Yeah. Especially on the on the web. And um, I think that's something that's really important that we all need to take in consideration. But just to go back to that point of the the younger creator. If you're 16 or 17 or 18 working at Panera Bread, there's, I'm using this as an example. There's this girl that posted, oh, this is how our broccoli soup is made. Oh, this is how, like, everything's in bags, you know, it's, it's corporate. Yeah. And as me as a chef, I just want to urge all the young creators, don't do that. Like the, the thing is, is when it comes to corporate and when it comes to streamlining operations, like that is actually very smart right? Everything is going to be consistent, whether it doesn't matter which restaurant you're at, you're going to have the same consistent product because it comes from one commissary. And they're over here thinking that we should, they should make it from scratch. But in all honesty, we know as business owners, we know that you don't have the, like, let's, you don't have the skill set right? To take care of that. Right. It is much easier to tell somebody, okay, put this bag in boiling water for five minutes and yep. take it out, pour it into said container instead of, hey, chop the broccoli, chop the onion. Saute the onion without getting any color, add the broccoli, make your roux, add your cream, right? Like that is, you have that, it's not controlled. And so, um, I just want to urge anybody trying to expose these fast food restaurants that, uh, the joke's on you. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's it, it's very, very important. I think you know, it's back to another lesson than story. You know, do the right thing, do the sure. right thing. There's so many ways to create content to learn the skill set that will make you better in the long term because this is a long game. Uh, are there any daily or weekly habits that you've started either personally or professionally in your life that's made a big impact?
1: Yeah, I think, um, definitely the, and it's a constant work. I'm trying, I'm constantly working on this, but, um, I think definitely staying healthy. Um, you know, listen, I'll be honest, like, uh, I do 85, 15. So 85% of my diet is really clean, really nice. And then 15% is, you know, not, I don't want to say cheat meals, but you know, flexible. But I think what's really important is you are your biggest investment. You are your biggest asset. You know, you as a human being, you need to take care of yourself to be able to be successful in the future. It doesn't matter what you're doing, you need, you're, you need to come first. You have to take care of yourself so that way you can take care of your family. You can take care of your, you know, whatever you want to do in this life. But I think um, one of the things that I, that I do is, uh, you know, I work out three to four times a week um, to stay healthy. And also I'm taking care of myself as far as mentally and um, physically by eating the proper things. Like I posted a video the other day, it was just literally chopped up chicken breast and broccoli. And it's so funny because like, I'm like, Hey, you know what, this is primarily what I eat most of the time. Like, and it's true. It's like, I don't, I'm not a fussy eater when it comes to that, but I posted this video and it's, of course it didn't get that many views or anything, but it's like, you know what? this video is straight for me, right? Like I'm posting this video, like this is going to be it. And I'm not worried about what anybody thinks because it's true. I'm not eating a, a six, six inch hamburger every day. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting over here eating like, you know, triple French, you know, triple French toast stacked up with maple syrup. And, you know, and it's just, it is what it is. So I thought that was pretty funny, but I think, yeah, that's, that's a really big one for me is staying healthy.
0: So uh, anybody that's listening to this, uh, if you guys want to reach out to me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. If you know another restaurant influencer that's crushing it on TikTok, Instagram, Reddit, Medium, it doesn't matter if there's an app in the app store and a restaurant owner or someone in the hospitality business is learning how to build community, how to increase their revenue, not just selling what they sell in their restaurant, uh, please reach out to us because we'd love to uh, feature them on the show. Chef Authorized, uh, Brandon, we love what you're doing, man. We're huge fans. If anything you need from us, um, we're here to help. Uh, every single week, we do a clubhouse um, on at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesdays. Um, we're going to have Chef on. Hopefully, uh, we can find some time in his schedule so that he can come on after his episode drops. But um, every single week, uh, we look forward to, to having more conversations. Chef, any uh, parting words of wisdom for those uh, those content creators out there, or who don't even know they're content creators?
1: No, I think uh, everybody has a story. Just post it. Just post it. Be- people will be real. They, listen, I'm telling you, it's crazy. My most viral videos are shot with an iPhone. Like they're not anything crazy. I think just get used to putting in the reps of creating the content. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to get comfortable in the camera. You have to just post it without, uh, you know, judging yourself too hard.
0: There it is. All right. Chef authorized. Follow him on TikTok. Interact with him. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks a lot. On Restaurant Influencers, you will learn how to share your brand story online from the best smartphone storytellers in the restaurant and hospitality space. Powered by Entrepreneur Media and Yelp, our weekly show will explore the creator economy ecosystem so that you can find opportunities for your food business to grow. Thanks to Toast, our primary technology partner at Cali Barbecue Media for not only sponsoring this show, but for helping restaurants become digital first businesses. If you wanna learn more about why we switched from Aloha to Toast after 12 years in business and how Toast can help your restaurant become a digital first restaurant, please send us a DM today at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F, thank you.